talking to something that revulses me. I find it personally hard to imagine that this shit happens, but I also know it does. It's just so far from any reality that I envision as how the world is meant to be. In truth, it is something that's been going on for a very long time, hundreds if more appropriately thousands of years. So this is not small potatoes by any stretch. I'm going to talk into what is viral right now for a very good reason starting with what broke the dam, and that is Hillary's private server and the subsequent discovery of the Wiener laptop. The NYPD forced the FBI's hand in their independent investigations of sex rings and pedophilia. All kinds of shit went down on various levels, and then a level five hurricane swept the halls of power. Not only in the highest realms of DC, but throughout Western Europe as well. I think it goes much deeper than that, and there's some other major shit going on all at the same time. But let's stick to what is being exposed right here in the good old U.S. of A. And the dominoes that are falling as we speak. The deluge of emails that came off of Hillary Clinton's private server and especially former Senator Weiner and his wife Huma Abedibedibedibedibedin uh, their very private laptop is very informative, as anyone who gets it knows. And I will say that the major revelation about what Hillary's private server, her private server, is really all about, is much more important and has vast implications. But nobody's really talking about it. And I'll talk about that in my next show, as very few are talking about the true ramifications behind that certain private server. Let me tell you. But let's start with the basics here in this first part. And it has gone so viral across the internet that even the mainstream media talks about it with their very own very special slant. As you've probably heard, there is a major agenda to invalidate or shut down alternative media, movements by the establishment calling themselves prop or not and real news. Efforts to discredit the internet websites that are exposing the truth and the evidence that they don't want you to hear because it makes their very efficient propaganda machine obsolete and totally ineffectual. Let's start with the proper knot. Who's been trying to point their fingers at Russia as having been behind all these viral leaks? <laughs> yeah, right. Russia, the ever-present and oh-so-convenient villain. This effort to discredit the investigative journalism on alternative sites is driving home the fact that mainstream media is committing credibility suicide. 
Okay, so Propernot's list of the alleged Russian disinformation outlets includes WikiLeaks and the Drudge Report, along with a great many websites who happen to be critical of Clinton's machinations, and then a broad sweep across the board to discredit alternative investigative news all the way to libertarian sites like the Ron Paul Institute. The definition of fake news includes any criticism of the United States in general, who absolutely begs to be criticized, President Obama, the Clintons, the EU, NATO, mainstream media itself, and on and on to the point that the state has declared information itself to be its enemy and has actually acknowledged that it must do everything in its power to maintain its tenuous monopoly on the truth, their version in particular. Mainstream media itself seems not to notice that their publications over the years have been caught in one colossal lie after another, weapons of mass destruction, that all too familiar meme, for one small example, used to justify the illegal invasion and occupation of Iraq. For the record, we've been involved there for over 13 years now. World War II, a fucking world war, took only six years and the loss of millions of lives in that one country alone. Let's not even get into how many countless lives that have been lost over the last 16 years in the endless war on terror, a war without borders, which has led to the unlawful and illegal invasions and destructions of smaller nations that cannot defend themselves against the might of the US and NATO. The same type of propaganda was utilized by the state and mouthed verbatim by mainstream media without any journalistic efforts on their part to investigate state claims, which is the foundation of journalism, is it not? Their most important responsibility has been tossed out the window, which enabled the illegal invasion of both Libya and Syria, to name just two countries beyond Iraq and Afghanistan. There are quite a few more in the last eight years alone. We all know that. This bullshit has been spouted ad nauseum by both the state and the prostitute media as justified in the name of human rights and the infamous war on terror. And we all know what mayhem and destruction is the result of their inhuman agendas. The conclusion is clear. Mainstream media is more adept at feeding us all fake news than they are at delivering anything even close to real news. They are the masters of propaganda, the very best in recorded history, beyond all doubt. But all of these propaganda efforts to discredit alternative media is simply a backlash by the establishment because Pizzagate is blowing the friggin' lid off the very real reality that frankly turns my stomach. Pizzagate comes directly from the release of John Podesta's at least 650,000 emails, as well as Clinton's private server. The evidence absolutely blows apart the pedophilia, Luciferian occult secret societies that have been operating all along, right under our noses. The establishment in DC's highest power realms are set to blow to smithereens, and we can see the effects of these disclosures rippling across Europe as well as we speak. Now, I'm not saying that this is the only key to the puzzle to dismantle the corruption, but it is the veritable straw on the camel's back, a crucial centerpiece of information that blows apart the business as usual that has infested the halls of influence and power. About fucking time 
No pun intended. The truth, according to them, is right is wrong, and wrong is right. Up is down, and down is up. Nothing has made sense for a very long time as to how government works, and Pizzagate is the veritable exploding champagne cork. And champagne is an apt euphemism, as foul and disgusting as these revelations are. But we do have to celebrate the exposure of this human debasement, and that's an understatement, to the light of day. I happened to catch Stephen Colbert's show last night, and he talked about Pizzagate much to my surprise. And I like Colbert. I think he's brilliantly funny. But his basic mainstream slant is, uh, these are the basic bullet points of what he was talking into. He says, the horrors of fake news. All who believe in Pizzagate are morons. This is automatically BS. And without supporting evidence, by the way, in his entire piece on it. Fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, it's all fear porn. Crazy conspiracists, they're crazy. Only mainstream media presents real news. Completely ignore that data and testimonies of those who have been part of and victimized by pedophilia rings. And so on and so forth. I'm not surprised Colbert covered it that way. I mean, he is in the mainstream, but I was truly disappointed and disgusted. Okay, I'm taking a break here, Renegades. I'll be back connecting the dots that I've set up here, starting with Andrew Breitbart, the late founder of Breitbart News, and strange goings-on in Antarctica. Very mysterious indeed. This is Everly Isby here on Renegade Talk Radio. Be right back. Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. into uh, Pizzagate, I want to let you know that Sky Pilot Radio has gone live now, 24-7. Renegade Talk Radio is expanding and morphing. I'll be doing a music show myself, as well as all the other hosts, sharing the music we personally love, starting in the next few weeks. And all of our radio talk shows are going to go live as well. So stay tuned to Sky Pilot Radio as we combine Renegade Talk Radio with Sky Pilot. It will be great. Okay. I've got some things I want to talk into here that I set up uh, in the previous segment. And I want to say, you know, we have to go back in time a few years, and I think you'll remember about the late Andrew Breitbart, which is, of course, now coming full circle with Steve Bannon, who took over as chair of Breitbart News after Andrew's investigative journalism led to his death. On February 4th, 2011, Andrew Breitbart tweeted... Quote, how Prague guru or progressive guru John Podesta isn't a household name as a world-class underage sex slave op cover-upper defending unspeakable dregs escapes me, unquote. Then a year later, all throughout February 2012, Breitbart telegraphed the release of a video that he said would appear on March 1st. This video, he claimed, would be severely damaging to Obama's re-election campaign. And he said, quote, Wait till they see what happens on March 1st, he said. Right before the anticipated release, on February 28, 2012, he tweeted, quote, How much longer until they kill me? Or frame me for a crime? Read me while you can, unquote. 
Andrew died of an alleged heart attack on March 1st, 2012, just two days later. Coincidence? I think not. And the coroner who conducted Andrew Breitbart's death also then died of arsenic poisoning just two months later. Does anything need to be said here? Blatant stunts like this are intended to scare people off so they fear the seemingly limitless power of the monster under the bed and retreat back into the safety of silence and the subsequent ignorance that follows. Steve Bannon took over Breitbart News after Andrew's death, becoming executive chair in March 2012. It is therefore interesting that Trump appointed Steve Bannon to his cabinet as his chief strategist and senior counselor. It signals that Trump is serious about exposing the rampant criminality within the U.S. system. Real news outlets are in an all-out panic about Bannon's new role, doing everything they possibly can to demonize him. But I mean, you know, Bannon isn't a perfect guy. He does have character defects, just as we all do in our own way. Nobody's perfect. But the media is amplifying them to the point where it seems as if that's all there is to see. However, Bannon's appointment also makes it very likely that Pizzagate arrests will take place sometime after the inauguration on January 20th. On November 22nd, Trump announced that he will not prosecute Hillary himself. He won't have to. <laughs> the NYPD and the FBI will probably do it for him. Insiders have revealed that if any action were to be taken before the inauguration, Obama could issue pardons to stop prosecution from occurring because Obama is involved himself. He was emailing Hillary on her private server using a different name, which proves he knew what she was up to. Therefore, we are in a, an agonizing holding pattern between now and then. There is an archive for Pizzagate on Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T, and I provided the link on my homepage, as always, including the full report, Part 1, from Divine Cosmos, David Wilcox's website. Part 1 and the upcoming Part 2 is extensive in its research. The archived Reddit thread has much of the initial Pizzagate evidence that generated countless legions of YouTube videos, here are the two biggest things missing from the Reddit Pizzagate thread that are likely to be relevant. First, the owner of Comet Ping Pong's name, which is a popular pizza joint in Washington, D.C., uh, the owner's name is James Elephantis, and that name appears to be a pseudonym, pseudonym cipher designed to resemble J'aime les enfants, which means I love children in French. And the character who performed at Comet Ping Pong in these videos, wearing a red ski mask, black sunglasses, and a blonde wig called Majestic Ape, appears to be James Alafontis as well. By comparing his hands, his mouth, and even the sound of Majestic Ape's voice itself, despite the vocoder utilized to shift his pitch, it sounds like a pitch-shifted version of Alafontis's voice. Oh, God. James Elephantis is currently listed on GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly, the magazine, as the 49th most powerful person in Washington, D.C. There are many disturbing Instagram images 
once public but no longer as well that are featured in so many of the Pizzagate videos. One such example is a, a, a creepy all-steel freezer hashtagged kill room and murder. Or uh, another one is a child with her wrists duct taped to a ping pong table. Then we have the murals on the walls of Comet Pizza, including uh, painted images of a woman holding the severed heads of children and winged demons. The video also reports that a mural in the bathroom had a demonic image that said, shut up and fuck. This is in a child-themed restaurant. In a video confrontation with James Alafantis revealed this last November 22nd, Alafantis claimed the images had been removed five years ago. But that still doesn't answer the question of what the heck were they doing up there in the first place? Hackers on 4chan claimed to have found a secret area of encrypted videos on the Comet Pizza website's server. They could not de-encrypt the videos, but they were able to extract an image with text on it that provided instructions to those who were accessing the videos. The instructions used code language to discuss the app that viewers would download and use one time only. And I'm going to read the instructions to you, and I, I have to say that this is hard for me. Hold on. I'm sorry. This, this is just really... God, it's just getting to me. It's hard for me to verbalize. In fact, I'm struggling myself to even speak into this whole Pizzagate horror show. This is disgusting to me beyond comprehension. But shining a light on this crap is necessary. We all need to wake up to this, Finally. I've heard about pedophilia and child child sacrifice in high places for a very long time. But because I wasn't sure of the few that have come forward to talk about it, I just kind of kept it in a gray area of my mind as a potential truth, but needing more evidence, you know? And this? Well, listen in, Renegade Nation. Here's the instructions to access the encrypted videos of Comet Pizza in Washington, D.C., I'm quoting here now. Last month's satisfied customers were raving about our pizza, and we all know you will too. Repeat customers know the drill. For newcomers, and comers is spelled C-U-M-M-E-R-S, for newcomers, first run the program given you by your special friend. All instructions on how to enjoy this joyous hobby will be easily understandable. But please remember the penalties for breaking the rules, which are also included in the program. Very few have broken the rules, and needless to say, the penalties are harsh. All pricing is included in the app. The app will only run on, and the following requirements must be met. The app is to be run from your own personal computer that only you have access. Your computer must be connected to the internet when you run it. The app must be run from your home. You must destroy the media on which you received the app. Remember the password that will activate the app as there will be no icons on your computer. Okay, now here's the last part of these instructions for this downloadable app to watch the encrypted videos. Very telling very horrifying. Quote, 
This month, we have five fresh pizzas for your enjoyment. We also have four surviving pizzas from last month's session. All are on sale at an extremely low price as they are in poor health and not expected to survive. So a requirement is that you finish eating your pizza after your session. This month's special includes a 30% discount on severe torture. Each image below is available for $1,000 in fine print. Andrew also has some prints he'd like to sell, so contact him for more info. They are true masterpieces." Unquote. This was covered by InfoWars reporter Joe Biggs and the Sergeant Report, among others. When the disclaimer said each image below is available for $1,000 in fine print, you most likely have to add a zero to get the price they are charging for a captured child. All of this Pizzagate fuckery includes symbolic imagery which is part and parcel of the Luciferian Babylonian cult, also known as the Cabal, that has greased the wheels of power for thousands of years and which is linked to names like the Illuminati and many other terms that people have used to describe these secret societies. A couple of examples would be the black and white checkerboard that you find on floors, for example, in Masonic temples, and also, by the way, on the caps of the British police. Another example of such symbolism is in a picture of John Podesta with his hands palm out and the number 14 is inscribed on his right hand and a fish is drawn in his left. To decipher the 14 uh, fish symbolism in the picture on Podesta's hands is this. 14 is the number of dismembered body parts of Osiris of the ancient Babylonian mythology, which the Cabal sees as Lucifer, the left-handed path. The fish is the symbol for Christ, the right-handed path. But in John Podesta's picture, they are on the opposite hands, which indicates the interplay of negative and positive. The Cabal believes that both paths must be practiced to their fullest extent in order to achieve enlightenment or illumination. Therefore, good is bad and bad is good. Black is white and white is black. Up is down and down is up. No wonder the average person is confused about living in this world. The entertainment industry also is awash with pepperoni pizza imagery. For example, Miley Cyrus is obsessed with pepperoni pizza and her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, said in a GQ magazine in 2011, he said his family was under attack by Satan and he was scared for his daughter. Miley Cyrus has also been photographed wearing the same pizza onesie and having a pizza comforter on her bed. Twist Magazine published a 14-part slideshow of celebrities, including Beyoncé and Cara Delvigne, wearing outfits that are styled like pepperoni pizza. The article is entitled, Yum! Miley Cyrus, Jake Miller, and more celebs show off their pizza styles. Pizza styles? Really? How very fashion creative can you get? How very vogue? How chic? Talk about class. What took the fashion industry so long to recognize the value of pepperoni pizza in the fashion world? 
Twist article also said, some of your other favorite stars, including Jake Miller, Victoria Justice, and Selena Gomez, have all been spotted proudly wearing, wearing pizza-themed outfits. For some reason, every outfit and image like this is made of pepperoni pizza, almost never just with cheese alone or with any other toppings. The pepperoni itself could have implied phallic connotation. Elijah Wood, the famous child actor of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, said Hollywood's biggest problem has always been pedophilia. These allegations were covered in Variety, the top Hollywood magazine, among other sources such as the Sunday Times. Then there's Macaulay Culkin's band, which is named the Pizza Underground, which Macaulay formed in 2012. The band sings Velvet Underground songs where the heroin lyrics uh, were Macaulay's band changed to be about pizza. So, pizza, heroin, pizza, heroin. Who would have understood the Pizza Underground's inspiration between the two themes? Well, it makes sense now. You know what's weird and unsettling to me now uh, is that I was at a, coincidentally, a pizza convention many months back and I saw this vintage Corvette parked in the parking lot, a, a beautiful vet from the 60s. But the paint job was yellowish orange base paint with round pepperoni slices covering the car. At the time, because it was a pizza convention, I thought you know, it was just PR advertising for some guy's pizza company. but. I was not aware of this Pizzagate thing back then. Now, while it could have been just that, I mean PR, for a pizza company, I have to think twice about that, especially because it was just pepperoni, not any other toppings. If you want to understand more about the pedophilia child sacrifice aspect in the halls of power, check out the whistleblower Zvali, who talked about this back in 2000, 2001, before she went quiet. From what Wilcox says, they found out she was alive as of May 16th, 2015. Wilcox's instructions about Googling her is that if you attempt to search for her on Google, the name Svali, S-V-A-L-I, is automatically changed to things like Svili or Civil, unless you manually force Google to use the exact term, Svali, S-V-A-L-I. Or go to SvaliSpeaks.com for a collection of the majority of everything she wrote. Still to this day, it is the most far-reaching expose on the cabal. Coming face-to-face with this truth is very upsetting and may require significant time for you to integrate and process Renegade Nation. But there is far more than enough evidence for Pizzagate to lead to arrests and criminal prosecutions. In the end here, the real news propaganda is attempting to shut down alternative media that is exposing it or is critical of the establishment. And it's because the criminal syndicate that has been in control of the corporatocracy, the system, including the mainstream media here in the U.S. and around the world, is being shut down. And the cabal will do just about anything to suppress the exposure of pedophilia and child trafficking at the highest levels of Western society. Okay, Renegade Nation, I'm taking a a break again. It's necessary for me at this moment. I've not enjoyed reporting on this vile and dehumanizing aspect of the powers that will soon be were, the powers that were, but it's a connecting the dot thing. 
When I come back, I'm going to be connecting more dots, very strange dinks around a place most people don't think much about. Be back momentarily. This is Everly Isby on Renegade Talk Radio. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. in the last segment, but man, it just, all of a sudden it really hit me. Disgusting, lurid, God, I can't believe it, that people are capable of that shit. Anyway, I'm going to be connecting some mysterious but major dots in the next segment, so stay tuned. I'm going to start with the latest from Europe, because that is a major key that affects us all, not just Europe. And as I've always said, major shifts and changes are at play right now, but the setup for those changes in the world of the powers that be, and others that will soon be were, have been in the works for quite some time. They're just uh, accelerating now, and you can read and watch the old infrastructure of power being told to basically leave the stage. The new power structure coming in? That is a really good question. But let's connect some dots. This last Sunday, as I told you in my last show, Italy had its referendum. But this referendum is not like Britain's Brexit at all. No, it's about Prime Minister, Italian Prime Minister Renzi's party, who had put forth their recommendations for changes to the Italian constitution, the foundation the country stands on. Now, why would Italy's government want to change the foundational aspects of Italy? That's serious biz. These changes were regarding their EU membership and the centralization of control by the EU to the unelected bureaucrats in Brussels who have no real concern for the individual countries that are members of the EU and which have gotten Europe's sovereign nations into such financial economic hardships Italy's largest banks are in such serious trouble. They are screwed. So screwed that they are crumbling. It can't be saved. Once again, the criminality rampant in the financial, economic, and government quarters that are raping all countries, just like in the United States, in the desperate effort to refill their coffers, emptied by the casino gambling of the central banking systems, Wall Street, and the inner city of London. Italy's banks and government are now also desperate to fill their own coffers and repay their gargantuan debts to the EU Central Bank and beyond, most probably the Goldman Sachs empire, as they're always involved, along with the World Bank and the IMF, the BIS, and so forth, who have all been hell-bent on raping and pillaging, as is their modus operandi. Italy's government wants to make deals with the EU that would place Italy under severe austerity measures, just like, as in Allah, what happened to Greece. In order to do so, they'd have to change the Italian constitution. Luckily, the people were awake enough to turn out in droves. Over 70% showed up at the polls, and 64% of them said in a really big no Prime Minister Renzi stated beforehand that if the people of Italy didn't vote yes, he would step down. Well, bye-bye, Renzi, 
and that political party. Then, out of the blue, seriously, out of the blue, Prime Minister John Key of New Zealand just announced he was stepping down, giving only the personal reasons excuse for his departure. (laughs) But even that excuse was put rather vaguely. I mean, he said his political career was taking away from his family. Well, duh. Anyone who enters politics in the first place knows that. It may, in truth, have to do with his longtime pal, David Cameron, who resigned, or had to resign, based on his criminality in pushing Britain into the weapons of mass destruction lies of the Iraq War. Also, Obama's administration is in its last days now. So between Renzi, Cameron, and Obama's regimes, among others, ouster, not to mention France's president, Hollande, who will not run again. I think Prime Minister Key of New Zealand has had to now disassociate himself from the reins of power, perhaps because he was feeling a bit isolated and insecure as the shit hits the fan. And then I have also have to mention that the, uh, this is really interesting, the black pope Adolfo Nicholas just resigned from the Vatican in the last couple of months. His position is called Superior General of the Society of Jesus, which is the Jesuit faction of the Vatican and the largest religious order within the Vatican. You might say the largest controlling interest in the political and financial side of the Vatican as well. It is not the norm at all for a superior general of the Jesus fa- Jesuit faction to resign historically. Also, the previous white pope, Pope Benedict, back in 2014, also resigned, and he was the first to do so in like 600 years or something. What is going on? The old school boys club are kinda cutting and running, wouldn't you say, renegade nation? (laughs) Now that Trump has been elected, it has caused a chain reaction because it represents a huge departure. Trump is not a politician not an inside-the-beltway alum, not part of that old school. Shifts and changes are happening, folks. Stay awake and keep your eye on the enfoldments coming at us almost daily now. And here's another dot. A bit mysterious, to say the least. I don't remember offhand how much I've talked about Antarctica in past shows, the day, the shows they run together just like the days but it is a most a major point of interest indeed a major point of interest there have been some interesting recent visitors by various people to antarctica which is weird antarctica i mean it's a huge glacial landmass filled with penguins and various countries research stations But over recent times, people who wouldn't ordinarily go there for any plausible reason are all of a sudden going there. A very recent visitor has been uh, the famous NASA astronaut Buzz Aldrin, who was on the first Apollo moon mission, Apollo 11. He tweeted this last November 28th that he and his family were off to Antarctica. I've briefly said there are strange anomalies and goings on down there such as some of the uh, back history of bases that were built in central Antarctica where they had discovered hot springs and caves 
back in the World War II era and where the Nazis' best and brightest scientists were evacuated before their World War II defeat. It has been historically proven that they were taken there before the Nazi fall and they were working on very advanced high technologies feverishly, working on back engineering of ancient earth discoveries as well as crashed off-world craft. Lots of stuff about that across the internet. But to get to Buzz Aldrin's late November tweet tweeting, it's kind of bizarre considering who he is. I mean, he said he and his family are off to Antarctica, so he wouldn't be able to tweet for some days. But then he said, we're go for departure to the launch pad. Hmm. Which is a weird thing to say. I mean, it could be a humorous astronaut lingo, but then three days later, on December 1st, Buzz Aldrin had been evacuated from the South Pole and was in hospital recovering in New Zealand. Now, here's another connecting the dots thing. New Zealand is another, another one, as well as Argentina, the very most southern tip of South America. Although the government and uh, other power player people have not publicly spoken at any great length, the visitors, though, across the spectrum of power have mysteriously been meeting in those places of recent time. For example, on Election Day, John Kerry went to Antarctica as well. On Election Day. Hmm, interesting, very, very interesting. Then after Antarctica, Secretary of State Kerry went on to New Zealand. What is going on in the southernmost region of our planet? Which brings me to mind the mysterious meeting <clears throat> between Pope Francis, who succeeded Pope Benedict after he stepped down, and the Russian Christian Orthodox Patriarch Kirill just so many months back. This meeting between Kirill and, and Pope Francis was of major historical precedent, a meeting between the Russian Orthodox Christian Church and the Vatican has not occurred in over 900 years because of the split between those two that many centuries ago. In essence, the Russian Orthodox Church split with the Vatican because the Vatican had decided to rewrite history itself for their own interests in establishing the Roman Catholic Church and establishing their power over the people around the world. We know how powerful the Vatican is and has been over the centuries. Why now would these two opposing factions meet for the first time in over 900 years? Another interesting aspect to this meeting is that they met in Cuba in the international airport and they never left the airport. Now, international airports are just like international waters, so as not to be any under any jurisdiction of any country. That tells you something right there. After these two met, Patriarch Kirill was flown to a Russian naval fleet that was on its way to, drumroll, Antarctica. Boom. Hmm. Also, in recent times here, Islam's equivalent to the Pope and the Patriarch of Russia, the Khalifa of Islam, Mizra Mazrir Masa, recently went to Australia and then on to New Zealand. 
There have been some interesting visitors over the last decade or two as well to Antarctica, such as King Juan Carlos of Spain, who, by the way, abdicated his throne as well a few years ago. Then there was Prince Harry of Britain and, hey, Bill Clinton, for example. They've all visited Antarctica. Why? What's a very interesting note is that right after the patriarch Kirill of Russia visited Antarctica, after his meeting with Pope Francis in Cuba, Obama and a few hundred international government officials and NASA flew down to the southern tip of Argentina in South America, which, by the way, is just pretty much a puddle jump of a couple of hours to Antarctica. I mean, once again, Antarctica is a frozen land with penguins and some research stations for various nations. What is going on in Antarctica, Australia, and New Zealand, and the southernmost points of South America, Argentina? What I'm describing in simplistic terms is a series of unprecedented historically or unusual happenings, only briefly noted in the press, but leads to a lot of speculation and really big questions. Obviously, a lot of huge shifts in the power structure, which are leading to really big shifts in the way things work on this planet. But once again, most of it is the power behind the scenes shifts in what families will take the helm, the real families. Is it real change? Or is it the other side of the same coin dressed a little differently? That is the big question. On that note, Renegade Nation, I leave you now to ponder and assimilate all of this. I'll be back very soon to connect ever more dots. I'll leave you with this reminder as well. If you're looking for a special someone of whatever is special to you, check out renegadematch.com here on Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Match has live chat, web, webcam, text, voice, and video to help you pick and choose your next love, your next ex, or your next friends with benefits, whatever you're looking for in your life. So check it out, renegadematch.com. This is Everly Isby. Connecting the dots here on Renegade Talk Radio. See you real soon.